Welcome to the home of the blessed people, and here is our host pastor, Pastor Dayo Ademo. Hallelujah. Straight away we want to go into the series we have been taking in this month of divine growth. We are starting with one of those things that God has given us, that we may grow thereby. One of the secret things that God has deposited in you and I that we have, that many others don't have, as children of the Most High, is the gift. You see, the Bible says in 1 Corinthians 12, 7, it said he had given us the gifts of the Spirit so that we can profit. He gave it to every man to profit, to make progress, to advance in life. That's why the gifts are given to us. There are many kinds, word of wisdom, word of knowledge, discernment of spirit, what we call revelational gifts, speaking in tongues, interpretation of tongues, word of prophecy, what we call vocal gifts. And we also have gift of faith, gift of healing, and gift of working of miracles, which we call power gifts. So we have revelational gifts, vocal gifts, and power gifts. Three each. And these are things God has given you and I so that we can profit. We can have advantage in this life. And we are taking each one, studying it well and thoroughly well. So that we can be grounded in the things that we have been given. The Bible says even in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 2 that the gifts have been given to us so that we may freely know the things that are freely given to us. With the gifts in our lives, it puts us at an advantage, no doubt. But one thing I've discovered in my little journey as a Christian is that I discovered that many Christians do not know the purpose of these gifts, why these gifts are given, and lastly, they are not taking advantage of the gifts given. So that you can be of the better. Now, one of the things we are studying right now is we've taken a strand, one out of the nine. By the grace of God, before the end of the year, we will study the whole nine gifts. So that you'll be strong spiritually. When you have a revelation of these gifts, it puts you on a different pedestal entirely. Especially when the Bible even tells us, covert spiritual gifts. You should go after them. They are not things you just look and appreciate or thank God that they exist. But you have a personal responsibility to go after the gifts, to pursue the gifts. One that is common that is given to every believer is the speaking in tongues. In fact, it is the evidence that you are filled with the Holy Ghost. Every believer, every child of God has the indwelling spirit. But we know the indwelling spirit is not enough. You should go further to the infilling of the spirit. And the evidence of the infilling of the spirit is speaking with new tongues. We will still go even to studies to show you how to minister the Holy Ghost. Because the, where God is taking you to, you are not only going to be saved and say, thank God, me and my household are saved. You are going to save many. And by the time you are introducing many to Jesus in your living rooms, in your cars, in your places of work, on the walkway, and there will be something you will need to do to minister the Holy Ghost to them. There will be a practical session during this time. How to minister the Holy Spirit. By the grace of God, at the age of 15, I had been ministering the Holy Spirit to people. Amen. There's some people think you have to be a man of God. Don't go there. Don't do that. No. It's given to every man. Anyway, to quickly go to why, I mean, what we have been studying. I asked them not to erase it, but maybe one of my overzealous, uh, praise God, has erased it. Amen. It's okay. Glory be to God. Uh, Last week, we got to number four. We started this, uh, a teaching last week about uh, 
Uh, praise God. Ten reasons why every Christian should speak in tongues. Is that not true? Praise God. So, number one, the first reason we gave last, uh, last uh, week Friday, the first reason we gave is that we speak in tongues because it's the evidence, praise God, that we are filled with the what? With the Holy Spirit. It's the first evidence of being baptized. It's the sign of baptism of the Holy Ghost. It's the first evidence we have. We speak with new tongues as an evidence of the infilling of the Holy Ghost. How do you know people are filled with the Holy Ghost when they speak with new tongues? Second reason, which we have gone over, I'm not going over this reason because of the preview of our time. Praise God. If you need to listen to it, go on Spotify again uh, or go on the website or YouTube, any of these ones. Praise God. What's the second reason or, yeah, second reason why we speak in new tongues? Can you give that to me? You can check your notes. You are free to look at your notes. I don't want to say everything from here so I know that you have gotten it. Number two, yes. If you, if you know it, you can just raise up. Yes, my sister. Again? To assist us in the worship. Do we all agree with that? All right. Praise God. To assist in the worship of God. To assist in the worship of God. Number three. Number three. Number three. If you know it, your hands up. Hands up. Hands open. Okay. Yeah. To keep us consciously aware of the presence of God. Aware of the Holy Spirit's indwelling presence. That is everywhere you go and turn. You are a carrier of the Holy Ghost. It creates that awareness. It makes you conscious of the fact you are not ordinary. The more you pray in the Spirit, the more your coast is enlarged. The more you pray in the Spirit, the more conscious you are of the indwelling presence of God. Praise God. Number four, number four. What was the fourth reason we studied? Speaking in tongues. Amen? Number four. Who can tell us that? Number four. Let, let me take from somebody else because it deals with selfishness. So let me take it from somebody else. Did you get that? <laughs> no, it's good. It's a good thing to be. Ah, you know it. You know it for yourself. It's good. Praise God. But we just want to be kind to others today. All right? To eliminate what? Selfishness in our prayer life. Praise God. It helps us eliminate possibility of selfishness entering our prayer life. Because it will be all about God. Praise God. Praise God. Number five. Number five, which we are starting today. Reason number five. Uh, my accurate scribe, come and write for us. But you first sit there and then. Oh, oh, don't worry, don't worry. Because of uh, new regulations, don't worry. Praise God. We are not bound by regulations, amen? Okay, reason number five. Reason number five, why we speak a new tongue. Praise God. Reason number five. The fifth reason why believers should speak with new tongues is that it helps them to trust God more fully. When you pray in the Holy Ghost regularly, your trust for God, your reliance on God, your belief system, the trust you have in God goes up. It increases. If on a subject matter, you have 30% assurance before, by the time you pray in the Holy Ghost for a couple of hours, you will see that from 30, you can move to 100. Sometimes you move from 30 to 60, from 60 to 90, from 90 to 100. But when you speak in tongues, one thing is clear. You will rely on God more. You will trust God more fully, fully. When one speaks in tongues, it builds your faith. It builds your, your, 
your dependence, your trust, your absolute trust in God. Jude 20, Jude 20, Jude 20, can we put it up for the people of God? Jude 20, Jude has no chapter, it only has one chapter, and it's Jude 20. Building up yourselves on your most holy faith, doing what? Praying in the Holy Ghost. That's how you build yourself. So if I don't pray in the Holy Ghost, what am I doing to my faith? What am I doing to my faith when I'm not praying in the Holy Ghost? I'm not building it. I'm not building it. A measure of faith has been given to everyone according to the book of Romans. But if I don't do something to the measure that has been given to me, faith is how I draw things from heaven. There's no other channel with which I receive or I draw or I lay demand on what heaven has for me. It's through faith. And faith, we have studied several times, we have no faith, we have little faith, we have weak faith, and we have strong faith. Your faith should always be strong. That's the kind of faith that could always take demand and receive from heaven. It must always be strong. So here, we have now been taught how to subconsciously build our faith. It is through what? Speaking in tongues. It is when we speak in tongues that we are doing something subconsciously. We might not be aware of it, but we are building our faith. We are building our faith. We are building it spiritually. Speaking in tongues stimulates faith. It helps us to trust God more fully. You trust him more. You depend on him 100%. And it's a good place to be, brethren. It's a good place to be spiritually speaking, to trust God more. God loves it when you trust him. When you depend on him, he loves it. For example, faith must be exercised to speak in tongues. We trust God to speak in tongues. If we don't trust him, we can't because we don't know the next syllable. We don't know the next verb. We don't know the next word that is going to come. We just trust in him. We trust in him by releasing our vocal cords. And he begins to give us vocabularies. And we just begin to say the vocabularies. Praise God. Praise God. Don't look at me like strange people. Don't you speak in tongues? Praise God. Hallelujah. Because the Holy Spirit supernaturally directs us when we are praying in tongues. The words we speak, they are supernaturally motivated. We don't know what the next word will be. We have to trust in God for that. And trusting God in one area helps us to trust him in other areas. If I can trust God in the area of speaking with new tongues, I don't know what the next word will be, but he puts it in my mouth and so on and so forth. I can also trust him in other areas. Praise God. So one of the reasons why we speak in tongues is for this, to build our faith, to build our trust, that we can trust God fully. Praise God. There was a story of a woman who had ulcer. She had ulcer to the point that the ulcer was, the ulcer was so uh, critical that the doctors have already feared that it can result into cancer. But something happened to this woman. She received the baptism of the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking with new tongues. The ulcer was so critical when she had it that she could only consume baby food. Baby food was all she could eat because her stomach became so sensitive. She couldn't eat anything solid. It must be fluid, it must be liquid, and so on and so on. But after receiving the Holy Ghost, the first thing she noticed was that she can, be, she can eat other food. She started eating other food. Praise God. And in her own words, in her own testimony, she said, I only received the baptism of the Holy Spirit, but I also received my healing. I also received my healing. Now, let's do a correlation here. Of course, now, what's the connection? Because we know, obviously, that receiving the baptism of the Holy Spirit, that is not healing. That, I mean, you receive baptism of the Holy Spirit. You didn't receive healing. I mean, they are not colorated in a way. Praise God. The baptism of the Holy Spirit is not 
tantamount to, oh, when you receive the baptism, then you receive healing. No, that's not what happened. However, speaking with new tongues will help you to learn how to trust God. It will help you to learn how to build your faith. So when she received the baptism of the Holy Spirit, she was able to trust God in other areas of her life. Praise God. Including the area of healing. Praise God. And she got her healing. Amen. Amen. So number five. What is the fifth reason why we need to speak with new tongues? What's the fifth reason? It helps to trust God more fully. It helps. To trust God more trust God more. Builds your faith. I love this. There are a lot of things in my life that I know I'm not there 100%, but by the time I speak in tongues, praise God, by the time I build up my most holy faith, both consciously and subconsciously, I just feel, I start speaking it, I start talking, and I, that's when I know I'm there without any fear or favor. I just know I'm there. Praise God. There are a lot of things that when it comes to my way, I say, ha, 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 it can't happen. But as I hold my mouth and I start changing my language and I start speaking in tongues and my faith now starts building subconsciously, I just find that I'm already there. Praise God. Praise God. Number six, quickly. Glory be to God. Number six. The sixth reason why every believer should regularly speak with new tongues is that it's a means of keeping us free from the contamination of ungodly and profane elements in the world. You want to be pure, you want to remain holy, you speak in tongues regularly because it cleanses you. It, 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 it keeps you free from the contamination that is in the world. You know, this is the part of the world, the Bible says, uh, in this part of the cosmos, you have the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life, and there are a lot of demons, principalities, powers, that are free to operate on this part of eternity. And um, they go around, they are in people, they are on people, they are in cities, they are in, uh, they are in places of work, and so on. Human agents carry them, and so on and so forth. There's a lot of contamination that goes around whether you believe it or not, and you are a child of the light. There is so much foul language, for example, that goes on around us in our places of work, in our job sites, in the saloon, in the barbering shop, and a lot of places you go to that you just find people just say the F word. If it's not the F word, it's the B word. If it's not the B word, it's the C word. And this is not ABC. You understand the words I'm talking about? Curse words. People say it. And, and you see, all those things have a way of polluting your life and your spirit. Praise God. Because one thing rules in the realm of the spirit. Who can tell me what rules in the realm of the spirit? Words. Everybody say it. Words. So which word are you going to let have dominion over you? Praise God. So speaking in tongues, all these vulgar languages, vulgar talk, that goes on around us in public places, in salons, and even while watching movies, you have to be careful. These words go on. But we can speak in tongues to ourselves. First Corinthians 14, 28. He says, speaking in tongues to yourself. Let's quickly read that. That's one of the reasons we speak in tongues, for purity. Amen? Some of, our, some of us, the same, the same tongue that we used to praise God, that we used to exalt him, that we use even in speaking in new tongues, we, we, we loan it to the devil to say curse words. No. Power of life and death is in the tongue. You are not to do that as a child of God. Now, how will you be able to train your tongue? Speaking in tongues. You need to speak in tongues more. 
Even, even when you say such words, your tongue itself will repair. You say, what, what is going on? Because no, 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 no. You shouldn't say that. Amen. So to keep ourselves pure, are you listening to me? Keeping ourselves free from the contamination of godly and profane elements of the world, we speak with new tongues. 1428. But if there be no interpreter, let him keep silence in the church and let him speak to himself and to God. So in church, if we can speak to ourselves in tongues, if we can speak to God in tongues, in church, we can also carry that same tongue to our workplaces without disturbing anybody and speak to ourselves in tongues. When they are speaking to themselves in coarse languages, in vulgar words, you can speak to yourself in tongues. You keep yourself from contaminating your spirit. In other words, if you can speak in tongues to yourself and to God in church, then you can also speak in tongues too on the job site. You can speak to yourself in the salon. You can speak to yourself while doing groceries. You can speak to yourself while on the bus and people are cursing. Praise God. You can do that without disturbing anyone. Is that clear? Barber shops, salon, public places. Speak to yourself in tongues. Speak regularly. Praise God. Riding the train, going on buses, the aeroplane. Speak to yourself. Speaking in tongues to yourself and to God is a means of keeping yourself free from contamination to the world. Is that clear? So that's one of the things. That's one of the reasons why we speak in tongues. It helps to keep you from contamination in the world. Praise God. It helps to keep you from contamination. Praise God. Reason number seven. Why believers ought to speak with new tongues. It provides a way for things to be prayed for without which no one or things to pray or is even aware of. Now, you see, we have, we have said it earlier that the Holy Spirit helps us uh, for, to pray for things uh, we do not even know how to pray for as we ought. The Holy Spirit takes care of that. Things we should pray for, but we don't know how to pray for as we ought. But I'm saying that even the Holy Spirit in praying in tongues, there are things you are not even aware of. Amen? There are things that you are not aware of. There are things you don't even think of praying about that the Holy Spirit takes care of when we pray in the tongue, in, in other tongues. This has happened to me several times. That you wouldn't know, I was giving one example the other day, wasn't I? I was giving one example last week. And there are quite a number of, but let me take the attention off me. Let's, let's, uh, uh, I think there are about two cases that this, this I've, I've read of. Amen? This one happened a long time ago to a missionary who actually died. The missionary died. What happened was that there was a missionary in Africa and uh, was struck with malaria. One way or the other, the, the missionary died. And this was what happened. Uh, another lady who was in England at that time, uh, she was in England, and she didn't know why, she was just burdened to pray. And she started praying. 
she was praying, praying. Of course, when you are burdened to pray, you don't know what to pray about. What do you do? What do you do? You pray in the spirit. You pray in tongues. Because the same spirit that is giving you the burden knows what's in the mind of God. And you are just praying and he's praying along with you. What is in the mind of God? Praise God. And she started praying, she started praying, she started praying, she started praying. And all of a sudden, after praying, the Lord showed her a little vision. All she saw was that there was a missionary. Could not see the face, doesn't know the person. But it was a missionary. It was in a hut. And uh, it looked, uh, it appeared he was sick. But all of a sudden, he had died. They covered him up. You know, when somebody dies, they cover the person up with the cloth. So they covered his face. And a few minutes after, the man stood up by himself, came out, and the whole village were rejoicing. That was all that was revealed to this woman. Two years later, she was in a conference. And that missionary was speaking, but she never knew that was the same person. The Spirit of God just prompted her. He said, go and ask this man where he stayed and so on and so forth. Oh, no, that was not how it Something prompted her that this was the same man you prayed for two years ago when the Lord told you that somebody. So he told the man, he now went to the man after the meeting, that do you keep a diary? Oh, he said, yeah, I do. He said, check your diary on this date, so, so, so date, two years ago, what happened to you? Then the man checked his diary. The man said, I don't even need to check. I know what happened. You know, when, when you escape death like that, you will remember. All right. So he said, I don't even need to check. So, so, so happened that day. He said, yeah. And the woman too brought her diary and wrote everything she wrote down as God showed her, that was exactly what happened on the other side of the planet at the same time, converting the time difference. You understand? It's not that it was 2 a.m. here and 2 a.m. there. No, it was 2 a.m. at their own side in Africa, and it was, I think, one hour difference, 1, 1 a.m., in UK at that time. Exactly the same time. And that is how you know that, look, she did not know the man from anywhere. The man did not know her from anywhere. But that's the prompting of the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost can use any believer anywhere to intervene at a particular time for another believer at some other place. Are you listening to me? It can happen. It can happen. One of the things we are going to teach thoroughly in the prayer school that is coming up. Because one of the things that God told me is that he's bringing the wave of the spirit again. And that's why we are going to teach it first. Then even people who have not been birthed in it or don't know it, they'll just begin to experience themselves in it. Because they've been taught. Hallelujah. I remember years ago. That's how it normally is. You find out that, oh, there is something coming to a city. Or something is about to happen. And God will tell believers at different locations. And will raise them to begin to pray. They don't know what they are praying. They don't even have a clue. They will just pray in the Holy Ghost. Spirit of the living God, have your will. Do what you are about to do. Manifest yourself. Show yourself strong on our behalf. Let the will of God be done now. And so on and so forth. And they will be praying in the Spirit. Praying in the Spirit before you know it. A revelation will come later. There was this other man also who was in another part of town. And the Spirit of God started moving on him to start praying. There was that body. The same thing, similar. He was just praying in the Holy Ghost. Praying in the Holy Ghost, praying in the Holy Ghost. After he had prayed for about two hours in the Holy Ghost. You see why you need to learn how to stretch yourself not these five, ten minutes of praying in the Holy Ghost. Oh, I'm tired. Doesn't work that way. Praise God. Because most of the time that God will need you, 
it will be a time to stretch. That's why you are called upon in the first place. It could be that the people around, there's not enough spiritual energy that can do the work. And God cannot break the rules. There must be men on the earth. He has given the art to the sons of men. It must be men that must be used. Praise God. I sought for a man. I sought for a man. Why is God always looking for a man? Because he can't break the rules. Men have to be used. Praise God. You say God intervene. God is going to use men. Who are the men? You and I. The sons of God on the earth. The ambassadors of the kingdom. Those are the ones he's going to use. Are you listening to me today? Say, Lord, use me for your glory. Oh, don't get afraid. Don't get scared now. Say, Lord, use me for your glory. Yeah, God must use you for, your, for his glory. Are you listening to me? He must use you for his glory. Praise God. Praise God. Glory be to God. Whew, glory be to God. So this man on the other part of, he was in another part, and uh, his brother, he was just praying in the Holy Ghost, 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 until he had a release. How did he know he had a release? He started laughing in the spirit. When that begins to happen, oh, you, you're going to enjoy that, Amen. How many people are looking forward to this prayer school? Because God has to begin to use you like never before. Amen. He was just laughing in the spirit, laughing in the spirit. After laughing for a while, he knew that he had victory in whatever God had impressed on him to pray for. And after he had finished prayer, laughed in the spirit, as he closed his eyes, God just showed him the mental picture, the victory that he had just claimed in the realm of his spirit. Sometimes God will reveal it. Sometimes it's not necessary. Praise God. If it's the person that is close to you, God will reveal it. If it's not, even if it's close to you, God might not reveal it. It's not always he does that. Because the spirit, as he wills. It's as he wills. So in this case, the Holy Spirit showed this man that it was his brother. He, was, he saw the ambulance. They rushed him to the hospital. He knew the name of the hospital. Uh, for clarity's sake, I won't say it so that, uh, let's say, St. Catherine's General Hospital. He saw the name of the hospital, and he was there. The, the doctor, uh, the doctor, so he saw his brother on the bed, and he was pronounced dead at that time. Uh, he saw the doctor, he was shaking his head, he said, sorry, he didn't make it. But he said, no way. He will not die but live to declare the glory of God. So there was a struggle in, in that dream. Because, you know, sometimes medical personnel, if you want to be arguing with them at that point in time, they get annoyed sometimes. I'm not saying always. Some, they will have empathy. Some will say, look, I've been a doctor for years. Are you going to teach me how to pronounce somebody dead? So, anyway. Uh, in the dream, they argued a little bit. The man went back to the, he said, come, I will show you. So when they got to the brother, of course he was dead. But he now said, in the name of Jesus Christ, rise. Then he just, he started sneezing. Then the doctor looked at him. What did you do? And that's how he woke up from the, from the vision. So eventually, what am I trying to say? His brother lived. So when he now came back from his trip, which took him about two and a half months, so he was now asking his brother, how are things? He said, oh, things are fine. Things are great. But do you know, I almost died when you are not around. The man just told him, yes, I knew. You were in so-so and so hospital on so-and-so dates. Is it not so? He said, yeah. He said, it was because that same night, uh, God intervened and I... And I see why he intervened. I mean, I see, I see God intervened and brought you back to life. Praise God. Why? Because God is good. These are tools God has given us. Amen? So, speaking in tongues is beyond uh, what you do when you are waiting for your food. <laughs> hurry up, hurry up, hurry up, hurry up, let it come. 
is beyond that. It's more serious business. Amen? Amen? And begin to yield yourself for God to use you in these areas. Praise God. Praying in the Spirit provides a way for things to be prayed for that people wouldn't know anything about in the natural. This man did not know about his brother's case. This woman did not know about that missionary's problem. They know. But the Holy Ghost, however, knows everything. Praise God. He's our helper even in prayer. Can I hear your good amen? Can I hear your good amen? So what is the seventh reason? Even things we are not aware of, praise God, provides for us, provides for us a way to pray for things we are not aware of. Praise God. Praise God. Wow, we have three more to go. <laughs> okay, number eight. Number eight. What is the eighth reason why every believer, reason why every believer should speak in tongues? This one is good, and I want you to take it very well. The eighth reason is rest. It provides rest for our spirit, soul, and body. Provides rest. This is the secret of sound health. Some people ask me questions. Oh, pastor, how do you do it? In all this, how do you make out time? This, look at it. What did I say? Number eight. Provides rest. Praise God. You know, there are some things you go through. When doctors, when, when you have fatigue and all that, they say you need lots of rest. I want to recommend the world-class way to rest is praying in the Holy Ghost. It gives you rest. It gives you rest. Provides rest for our spirit, soul, and body. Praise God. Provides rest. First Corinthians fourteen twenty one. First Corinthians fourteen twenty one. In the law it is written, with men of other tongues and other lips will I speak unto these people, and yet for all that they will not hear me, said the Lord. Look at what he's saying. With men of other tongues and other lips, I will speak to these people. With men of other tongues and other lips, I will speak to these people. Paul was saying this in reference to the law. Where we will find it? In Isaiah 28, 11 and 12. Turn your Bibles to Isaiah 28, 11 and 12. Isaiah 28, this is a stunning revelation. Isaiah 28, 11 and 12. If you are there, say, I got it. Praise God. For with his tamarind lips and another tongue will I speak to these people, to whom he said, This is the rest wherewith ye may cause the weary to rest. And this is the refreshing, yet they will not hear. This is the refreshing. This is the refreshing. How will the refreshing come? What is rest? What is refreshing? Isaiah 28, 11 and 12 says, The rest and the refreshing is with speaking with other tongues. <laughs> Can you see that there? He's speaking with other tongues. The lips... Men of other tongues, men, lips of other tongues, of other languages. That is how he's going to speak to these people. Where is the rest? Where is the refreshing? In speaking in other tongues. Sometimes, like I said earlier, for your health, doctors may recommend 
because of exhaustion and because of sickness, that you should rest. The best form of rest in the world is speaking in tongues. It is so wonderful that as believers, we can take this rest cure, this rest cure every day of our lives. There is a rest that comes to us because we pray in the Holy Ghost. Ah, oh, glory be to God. I thought you'd be more excited than that. There is a rest. That's free. Free medication is coming to you. Hallelujah. Praise God. So when I'm praying in tongues too, I'm taking some levels of medication. Praise God. My body, every area of my body that needs rest is receiving rest while I pray in tongues. Amen. Isn't that wonderful? Look at where we have been coming from. It's the evidence of God in us and all that. But see what it does. It provides rest, medicine for us. It provides for us a way to pray for others. That th this one, this one is where I'm confident that, you see, people who are connected to you should be confident that they are connected. You see why people shouldn't make jest of you speaking in tongues now? Do you know how many lives have been saved because you are just conscious of speaking in tongues? And every time you have that burden, you allow God to use you. So it's not something to joke with. It goes beyond people laughing. And you yourself should start taking tongues more seriously. Praise God. It helps you to trust God more. Do you know tongues build my faith? Praise God. It helps me to keep from contamination in the world. You know how many people fall into sin because of contamination? This thing prevents it. Praise God. Tell your neighbor we need to speak more in tongues. Lord, no wonder Paul was saying, I speak in tongues more than you all. The Bible says this rest is to the refreshing. Isaiah 28, 12. It refreshes you. Times of refreshing will come from the presence of the Lord. We need this rest in these days of turmoil, in these days of perplexity, in these days of insecurity, in these days of COVID-19. You need this kind of rest. Am I, am, am, am I speaking to somebody? So we pray more in the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen. Oh, I'm excited. I don't know about you. These are, these are real stuff. These are real stuff. Walking in this revelation in all puts the devil where he belongs. Amen. Reason number nine. Reason number nine. Are you still with me? The ninth reason why we pray in tongues is to give thanks to God. Many people don't know that this is even a special way of giving thanks. You see, people only speak in tongues because they think it's a cultural thing for us to speak in tongues as Christians. Oh, let us give thanks to God. No, speak in tongues out of revelation. I know what is going on when I'm praying in tongues and giving thanks. I'm giving thanks to him. I'm speaking, I'm giving thanks that my spirit is giving thanks directly to him. My mind is not even connected because my mind can have one or two reasons why not to give thanks. Oh, I asked for a thousand bucks, but he gave me 500. I'm not too happy. You see, the mind is messing things up. Praise God. You don't need your mind here. You just need your spirit to be grateful, to be thankful. Can I hear an amen in the house? Praise God. 1 Corinthians 14, 15 to 17. Let us see this. 1 Corinthians 14, 15 to 17. Let's study. It's Bible study. Let's go there. Let's see what happens when we, when we do this, when we pray in tongues. What is it then? I will pray with my spirit and I will pray with understanding also. I will sing with the spirit and I will sing with understanding also. Else, when thou shalt Bless, when thou shalt bless with the spirit, how shall he that occupieth the room of the unlearned say amen at thy giving of thanks? Seeing he understandeth not what thou saith, for thou verily givest thanks well, but the other is edified. Thou givest thanks well. I want you to look at some certain things from this scripture. Now, let me explain this scripture to you. 
I want you to first see that last sentence in verse 17. He said, for thou givest thanks well. When you pray in the Holy Ghost, what have you done? You have given thanks how? Well, regardless. But the order is not edified. It's okay. Because when you are praying in the Spirit, the people around are not edified. What that means is they don't know what you're saying. But you have given thanks what? Well. So praying in the Spirit, in giving thanks to God, is a good thing. But let's take care of edification. How can we build other people up? Okay, this is how it goes. When he was referring to those who are unlearned in the room, he's talking about those who are unlearned in spiritual things. Okay? They don't really understand. Praise God. For example, if you invite me to your home and say, uh, Pastor, Brother D, whatever you call me, Deo, Dio, Dio, uh, can you please uh, give thanks for the meal? Now, if I just blast in the Holy Ghost and I just begin to speak in my heavenly language, if I pray in tongues, it's likely. Now, you think, I don't want to say you because you have understanding of tongues. Let's say I went to a colleague's place who is not yet saved. And he said, oh, uh, can you share the grace or can you give thanks over the mail? And I blast in the Holy Ghost. Now, how many people know that? I might be having a good time, but the person is not edified, is not built up, is not having a good time because he's even confused with the strange language you are speaking in his home. Am I correct? So, this is what Paul is saying here, that in situations like this, it's better to pray in understanding so that everybody will be blessed. He that invited you for dinner will be blessed. The way you said grace uh, was a different atmosphere in his house, and he understood what you were saying. And he's even feeling guilty that, oh, when last did I thank God for for these things. Praise God. Uh, so, Paul was saying here that that is why I pray in tongues, then I would also have to interpret or so that the others can be edified. That if I pray in tongues and I don't interpret, the others would not be edified. Praise God. Do you understand what I'm saying? The others would not be edified. So 1 Corinthians 14, 17, thou very well gives thanks well, but the other is not edified. In other words, praying in tongues is the best way to give thanks. Yes, the other person may not be edified, but who would you rather please? You want to please God or you please the other person? Talk to me. Aha. Uh -huh. But when you go to your unbeliever friend's house, please. Pray in understanding. Amen? But if you go to a fellow believer's house or a fellow believer is around and you want to give thanks, even if the person does not understand, he's a believer, let him pray for interpretation of tongues. You still want to give thanks well. Can I hear a good amen? The revelation there is that you should know that when you pray in the spirit, it's a good way of giving thanks. You give thanks well. Praise God. And lastly, reason number 10. Reason number 9 again. What is reason number 9? Praise God. Praise God. We pray in tongues because it helps us to give thanks to God. Number 10 to be able to yield our members to God. That's why we pray in tongues. Your members need to be yielded to God. Praise God. Amen. You know, our members need to be submitted to God. 
even the tongue. The Bible says when you can tame a tongue, you can control a sheep. Hello? Even the tongue needs to be tamed and return to God. Do you know what I'm talking about? Members of our bodies needs to be submitted unto God. So speaking in tongues is one of the ways we can bring our members to subjection. Our ears, our eyes to be controlled. Men need that a lot. Praise God. Our ears not to be eavesdropping all over town. We speak in tongues to submit our members. Do you understand that? Praise God. Dealing with our tongue, dealing with what we hear, dealing with what we see, dealing with all our members, praise God, and our faculties to be surrendered to God for his use and not for the devil's use. The tongues, the speaking in tongues help us to do that. And when we can submit our tongue, the Bible says in the book of James very well concerning tongues, James 5, 18, because our members need to be yielded to God, James 5, 18. But the tongue can no man tame. It is an unruly evil, full of deadly poison. That's what the Bible says concerning the tongue. You know, with, with the tongue, you can slander and kill. Do you know the tongue has damaged more people on the earth than what you can even think or imagine? Just words being spoken against somebody, and that's it. The person's life has gone in a different tangent. Just words. Just words. Some people say, it doesn't hurt. It's only words. It hurts. Amen. Amen. So, yielding your tongue to the Holy Ghost to speak with other tongues is a big step. So, yielding your tongue to the Holy Ghost is a living proof that other areas, other members of your body can be tamed and trained and yielded unto God. For if you can yield your tongue, you can also yield any member of your body to, to, to God. Any member. Praise God. God has given us this gift to bless us, to edify us, to refresh us, throughout our lives on this earth. Let's enjoy all the benefits of speaking with new tongues. Have you been blessed? All the benefits. I've given you 10 now. 10 reasons why you should speak with new tongues. Praise God. 10. Let's put our hands together for Jesus. Thank you for listening. We hope you have been blessed by the word today. Please join our services live every Sunday, 9 a.m. and 1045 a.m. and Bible study every Friday, 7 p.m. at 95 Church Street, St. Catharines. We hope you have a wonderful week ahead and God bless you.